I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I am fucking shit. No, that's not true. I'm doing okay. It's been a, it's been a rough couple of days, but, you know, I'm, I'm drinking some wine. I'm talking to my friend, Brittany. Things, things could be worse. Yeah, like Kate Bush, you're you're running up that hill, you're you're running up that building. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? <sighs> I'm I'm good. I'm a couple days away for a nice little vacation in Vegas for the weekend. So, ooh, that should be fun. No idea what I'm doing yet. I'm usually like a big crazy planner. Um so this is new for me, like going on like a multiple day vacation, not having anything at all planned, but I don't think I'm going to eat or drink like too much. <laughs> um, we're getting family photos taken at the end of September. So I want to limit all the things I love so that I can look back on the pictures and like not nitpick, but no, I'm kidding about that mostly, but yeah, just gonna hang out. It stay out of the sun. It's supposed to be 110 the whole weekend, so I'm Ugh. not really looking forward to that. But I'm more looking forward to the sweet fucking flight deal I got. So oh yeah, I one thing about me is I'm very very good at finding deals or finding things because I'm obsessive when it comes to finding good deals, finding the best deals. And getting things cheap. So I was able to find a flight there and back for Carlos and I, leaving Friday night, getting back on Tuesday afternoon. And altogether was only $94. God damn. I'm kicking myself a little bit because the cheapest one was actually like 76. So like kind of like a $20 difference. But I I'm content with that. The only thing, though, is that I had previously booked a flight with, like, Southwest. That was, um, I think it was, like, 2.40. So I'm just going to cancel that one and keep the funds for whenever I feel like getting yelled at again for being accused of watching porn on a plane. So, okay. yeah. 
So I'll hold on that. I know that Southwest has sales sometimes um, when they're not accusing people on the planes watching porn. So I'm excited for that. Another excuse for Carlos and I to go on like a nice little vacation somewhere, probably close, like Arizona or Texas always pops up. But I don't think I want to go to Texas right now. Like, I don't think I want to really fuck with Texas, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll find something. Maybe like Oregon or – I don't know. But we have a very jam-packed 2023 with celebration. And I think we're going back to Maui and then doing other things that next January. So, oh, then I have a fucking Chicago concert like next week too that I just was reminded because my dad texted me. Oh, my God. What a busy – I'm just so busy. I can't handle it Emily it's a hard life it's a very hard life but no I'm I'm doing good I've been listening to a lot more podcasts recently I'd like to thank Blue Harvest for helping me get through my six mile runs I run in my neighborhood it's very very uh uphill and I think Mm -hmm. I think in total each run that I do is like the equivalent to walking up like 35 flights of stairs. So I am very thankful that I have a bunch of podcasts to listen back on because I'm very behind on podcasts. So literally like one ends and then I go like back into the future. So I'm like listening back like before Star Wars Celebration and you know before the feud with the bad motivators. Like I feel like I'm like going back in time like I, I, it's crazy. Like I, I put in the what's it not? It's the DeLorean, the mm-hmm. yeah, the DeLorean, yeah, yeah. and instead of twenty twenty three, I'm in not twenty or this is not twenty twenty three. No, it's not. My brain is in twenty twenty three because I really, I'm looking forward to my jam packed, crazy, fun year, but. I don't know. And then I did recently start watching or listening to um, Girls Next Level, which is the podcast that Holly Madison and Bridget Marquardt do. Yeah. So we got to look at this. So this is them talking about their now like 20 year old show Girls Next Door because they were Hugh Hefner's girlfriends and there was a real well, quote unquote reality show about them. And so they're going to be rewatching all the show but these first few episodes are just sort of them getting to that point so it's a lot of very detailed information on how they got like how they started living in the mansion and all the different insane creepy rules have had and all the shit it's very good I really enjoy hearing Bridget's side because we don't really hear anything about Bridget. Like, I totally forgot that she was married before she, be- she before she got into the mansion. And just hearing her story and how badly both of them just wanted to be in the magazine and they wanted to be a bunny. And just all the things that they did to feel like, like they could succeed on that level. And having to, you know, have sex with the 70, 80-year-old man for, like, so many years. Like, I... Yeah, well, and also just, like, the when they talk about all the isolation and the love bombing and manipulation, like Holly went through some fucking shit. Yeah. I, I never I, read her 
book, but I know that it's she good. went through a lot. The first one is very good. The second one, which is more about her life um, once she got out and was in Vegas and stuff, is is a little weaker, I think. But that first one, Down That Rabbit Hole, is, is really eye-opening. Um, I also just watched, there was a 12-part A&E documentary earlier this year called The Secrets of Playboy. And it is fucking grim. I, I mean, because it's because yeah. oh. it's it's not just like oh he was a, he was a sleaze bag like he was abusive. There are multiple um, accusations of of sexual assault, and because uh, there, there's extensive interviews with one of his his girlfriends from I think the the mid seventies and kind of the height of the the playboy party era and it is just like devastating the shit that she went through and yeah it's some of the stories are uh pretty horrific including one of like Linda Linda Lovelace, the the woman who who was, you know became the, like the most famous porn star in the world from from starting in Deep Throat, like being drugged and like forced to like like bestiality and just harrowing horrible stuff and fuck that guy forever. I hope he's burning in hell. I had to stop watching because it was too triggering. Like each week, just mm. hearing these these horrible stories of these women being taken advantage of, and especially the beast. I think the bestiality one was the last episode that I watched because, you know, Carlos and I were watching this every week, and just every time it was just like such a horrible thing. And I'm glad that something like this exists to show everyone that we need to stop romanticizing, you know, Girls Next Door or Hugh Hefner or anything that relating to like playboy playboy bunnies etc etc like i'm seeing a bunch of like playboy merch like playboy merch is like really popular again now and just seeing that bunny now and knowing what that bunny meant to a lot of people and what it means now to us knowing that all the things that have tolerated and have did to a bunch of undeserving people is super shitty and listening to Holly and Bridget talk about their experiences in the house and with the other girls is truly horrific. You know, the cult-like behavior. Um, I'm so... it we're, we're very... I don't want to use the word privilege, but I'm, I'm very happy that they're so willing to talk about this because it's such a triggering thing having to go back mentally to those really tough times for them. And your brain sometimes when you're going through that forgets that you're the person you are now because you revert back to the times that you were there. Mm -hmm. So that's really brave and really great that they're willing to do that to educate us really. Yeah. Holly, Holly mentions how much of a like you know she said some offhand comment of like oh if you're watching the show watching the show and wondering why i seem like a, i'm a zombie it's because of blah 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 blah. and i i went back and rewatched the first couple episodes of the of the show because it's all on you, know, you can find it on like tubi or some of those shitty streaming free ones and knowing what was actually happening to her 
it's it's a really eye-opening way to watch the show and it's it's i think i i think i said to you it's like watching a hostage video yeah, I grew up watching Girls Next Door. I really loved the sh- I really loved the girls. I I didn't really have a lot of thoughts to why they all agreed to be with half. I mean, I truly thought that Holly loved half. Like whenever mm-hmm. people will talk about like their age difference. I remember like in eighth grade having like a conversation about that. And I was talking a little, Holly Madison is with Hugh Hefner and there's an insane age difference. But, you know, I, I see the way that they interact on television. I truly think that she's in love with him. It's Stockholm Syndrome. But now seeing that, I I can't believe that she made it out. Alive, both, or all of them made it out alive. Like that's something that could have, you know, cause like the end of her life i mean talking about all the experiences she had with the girls and just the hazing and i can't imagine having sex with someone and hearing people talk shit about you and like at the same time at the same time like i every time i hear that I I feel for her here the whole ritual of okay Holly goes starts the bath and the girls there's the vibrators on the bed and it's like a fucking like ritual like it's it's insane that this happened and that Hugh Hefner is still seen as this like respected business creator man thing when he should be spat on his grave these people should spit on his fucking grave for all the pain that he's caused yeah and that's what what's so frustrating is like when you do hear attacks on him it's it's always for the wrong reasons like the problem with playboy is not that it had nude women in it the problem with playboy is it was this extremely predatory culture run by an abusive dude and a bunch of his gross crony friends who who didn't protect the woman involved who you know there's it's 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 things like them there's some comment on on the show about them like not giving the models copies of their contracts or or things like releasing videos of their of their photo shoots without any sort of not not even just without like permission but without even warning yeah like Bridget had done a couple of like test shoots and she had found out like a year or two later that her photos were in Playboy like she never received like any contract or anything which she should have and especially when they were trying to look for like the Playboy millennial and what did they do with those photos, you know, of the girls topless? Like, that could have been used against them. Like, just, mm-hmm. it's insane to me that people still respect the play Playboy and Hugh and knowing, knowing all of these facts. And it just, it's so shitty. Like, I... I'm learning so much like listening and they're very well-spoken. They're very Mm -hmm. well-spoken. I love hearing their stories. I'm seeing some backlash that everyone thinks that like Holly is like talking too much about like her story, but Holly has such a story that like she needs to explain things before we get to like Bridget's side because I mean, that's how Holly is too. Like Holly went through so much shit. 
Like, I don't like how people are potentially giving her shit because this is what the people have wanted. And now people are complaining that they're getting too much. Like, it just, it's like, you ordered the steak. Don't complain about the fucking steak. Like, it's exactly how you wanted it. You told the chef, prepare it. Medium rare. It's medium rare. What are you complaining about? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know what people th- thought the show was going to be, but I I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm having I, that's kind of the wrong word for it. But it is sometimes it is enjoyable cuz there are there are like interesting kind of like almost like process that they talk about that I think is is fascinating and and they're both funny and and entertaining and likable. Oh yeah, they are they are lovely. It, it's a shame about Kendra though and the path that like Kendra has gone and just how her and Holly don't get along. But Holly brought up a very good point about how Hef would always treat like the newer girl like so much better compared to the girls that have been there before. And Holly was talking about how Kendra was always the new girl. So Kendra, whatever Kendra would say in her books or et cetera, et cetera. It was because of her status in the house. And I I thought that was interesting because I'm thinking, well, obviously, you know, these two girls have like two complete different stories and like, okay, like that's why. And I can't believe that Kendra hasn't realized over the years that this is why we're different. And I mean, I don't think anyone is the good guy in this. I mean, the best guy in the situation. Like, I know that Kendra probably did some things. I know Holly probably did some things. I mean, we're all guilty of sure. the different things that we've done, you know, in the name of love, in the name of et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it is a shame. I mean, ideally, like in a perfect world, it would be really cool if all of them would get together and, you know, discuss, you know, everything that had to happen but unfortunately like we're not going to get that which is like totally fine and that's probably better for everyone's like mental health in general but it it is a shame like and I do feel for Kendra I mean Kendra had a pretty fucking hard life too and especially like her divorce wasn't pretty and but she seems to be doing okay now so I guess that's good yeah like I don't wish ill on on any of them certainly no I'm interested, though, in the other girls that have dated because I know there was, like, the seven girls and, like, they were refused to name, like, the one. I forget what they call her, like, the... Um, recruiter. The recruiter. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. I just... Yeah, I mean, these girls come in and, like, they're expected to do these things. Like, they don't know. Like, they think they're just going to party with Hugh Hefner for a night. And then they get back and then the whole ritual with you got to get a nice pair of pajamas. You get this and that. Like, yeah. it sucks. Like, I I feel for all the women that had to endure that. Like, that's just so fucking unfair. And. You know, Holly and Bridget, all they fucking wanted was to just to be in the magazine, to be a bunny. And <sighs> Hollywood sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what doesn't suck? What? Bluey. You're right. It, it doesn't suck. It, it's very wholesome. And it makes me miss my dad. Oh, because I love, 
I love Bluey's dad. He's so fun. Bandit is a very good dad. I love Bandit. I will say this. And this is, this is, I realize this is a sacrilegious thing to say to fans of Bluey. Goddamn being married to Bandit would be fucking exhausting. He's a very good dad. I mean, honestly, he's even a very good husband. But sometimes the man loves his bits. And he will just take a bit and run with it for far longer than I would have the patience for somebody running with a bit. You see, Bandit, like, I, I can't imagine just that energy all the time. Like... Carlos is such a positive human being, and I'm not, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're here discussing that, you know, we have a Star Wars podcast and we fucking hate Star Wars. So, <laughs> just the positivity. Like, my mom could ask me something like, oh, how's this going? And Carlos is like, oh, it's going great. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. Like, that's sometimes how how conversations go. So, I mean, I, I guess I am married to Bandit. But it's it's not a bad life. I mean, I'm, I'm not married. There's there's no ring on this finger, which is probably why I I, I feel like part of because I've been painting my nails more often because my nails are long again. Because like I would hate if I because I've been thinking about this lately. I don't know why, but if Carlos decides to bend the knee, mm -hmm. like and my nails aren't painted. And, like, I busted ass nails doing, like, the ring picture. Like, look at me. I just got engaged. Like, I would not forgive myself. <laughs> I will fucking not forgive myself. Because, like, I feel like mentally every day I'm, like, preparing for. I mean, I'm not waiting for a proposal or anything. But, like, my hand. Like, I, I do that thing with my hand where it's, like, I'm preparing. I'm, like, I, I need to get my hand ready for these pictures. Because, like, I'm going to see these pictures for the rest of my life with, my, with this ring on my finger. Like, I... I need to get the nails like Avengers assemble like they're assembled right now like I would hate like what if I have a cracked nail and he proposes and then like the the fingers like the busted ass like I just I Emily like nothing can happen to my nails from like now to like whenever Carlos decides to propose like from like right now to like potentially like five years from now like what am I gonna do so you're just going to have perfectly manicured nails every day for the next five years? I have no choice. I like, I mean, I, I guess like not perfectly manicured, but manicured enough. Cause I, I feel like, you know, my support system around me will like maybe gently tell me, or like if I get like the notification that like I should get my nails painted soon, like that's probably like, Time, time to go like time to get these puppies done like because I do them myself I don't go and go and get them done but I mean I would like if someone told me that because yeah like I I need them to look nice like I I could have a unibrow for all I care like I just want my nails to be painted nice okay so tell Carlos he has to tell me before he proposes to you and then I'll like just I'll send you the little nail emoji yeah and I'll know Okay. Yeah. No, I, th I think that'll be good. I, I think so. Because, okay. and he's not kind of keeping secrets too. Like I know when he's trying to keep a secret because like he gets really nervous. So Aww. 
I mean, or like maybe this is all just a lie. Like maybe he's going to do like maybe he's like planning some elaborate thing. I don't fucking know. I but I don't know. It could be tomorrow. It could be five years from now. I'm still going to be as excited as I am now telling you that I need to keep my nails painted for until that moment comes. Okay. But anyways. Bandit's um, a good dog. Bandit is a good dog. Bandit is a good dog. They are all good dogs. They um, are all good dogs. Except for Muffin. Muffin. Have you met Muffin yet? I have not met Muffin yet. <sighs> Muffin is their cousin. And Muffin fucking sucks. You're telling me someone on that show sucks? Muffin is a little fucking brat. And I know she's a little kid. And it's not her fault. But goddamn Muffin sucks. I hate her. I, I like her little I like her little sibling socks. I am I think socks is a girl. I'm not sure if socks Sox is a girl though. I think so. It's hard sometimes for me to remember that. But but it's cool because with the really little kids, they're very much more puppy like. So socks mostly just like will growl at shit and attack things, and that amuses me. But Muffin is a little fucking brat, and I don't like her. You know, watching the show, I felt like the biggest asshole in the show is the person watching because everyone in the show is too good to be an asshole. <laughs> Everybody is. They're all good. I love them all. <sighs> but Bluey is good. Bluey is a good, wholesome show to watch when I just want good, wholesome shit. Um, I've actually had time to watch catch up on shows now i still I, I think the cut was back on and i need to watch that um but high school musical the musical the series is going on right now and i'm mostly caught up and oh man like it's so nice to catch up on something that i love so much and i was worried because olivia rodrigo is not in the show anymore and i was really mm -hmm. worried how that would be but they're at summer camp because it's summer and it is fucking awesome. They brought back fucking Corbin Blue, like playing himself, but like an asshole version of himself because he's at camp telling the campers that they're going to do like a live production of Frozen. But like he's not going to actually direct it. Like one of the kids there is going to direct it and he's going to pretend he is because he wants to be on Disney Plus. But actually what he's doing is that he wants to do like a like a reality show of like them putting it together, but they all want them to like fucking hate each other. Like they wanted to be like a big brother um, kind of thing where like everyone fucking hates each other. But I mean, but Brick Brother is weird now because there's always like the, the house racist or something. And I, I'm tired of hearing about KK Kyle or whatever his name is. Like I just, that show sucked for a long time. I've never seen a second of it. I used to really like it. And then I just don't like how, like, they don't kick out the house guests that are, like, I think that if you're racist, you should be kicked off. Like, I think that yeah, should yeah. be rule number one. But they don't do that. Instead, they allow them to stay in the competition to have sex on pool floaties and last only yeah. 15 seconds. But that seems difficult. I know. Like, that's just, like, not worth it. Like, I feel like that's worse than getting, like, rug burn, like, doing it on the floor, you know? Yeah, it just seems like you're just going to get, like, water up your nose. Oh, no, like, the the pool floaty was in the have-nots room, so, oh, okay. like, it wasn't on the water. Like, it was just, like, you screech, 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 15 seconds later, complete. But... Oh, okay. But 
It's very good, Emily. I, I wish... I, I know that it's not your kind of thing, but when it suddenly becomes your kind of thing, I think that you should give it a chance because it's wholesome. It's fun. Um, I love Carlos this season. He's really trying to push the campers to do like a, like to kind of give Corbin blue the show that he wants. So he wants all the campers to act like, like the real housewives of camp shallow Lake or something. And it's, every time I watch it with Carlos, he keeps he keeps saying because it's shallow like he wants it to be called Swallow Lake. So he's always asking how my campers at Swallow Lake are doing. Okay. Yeah, well, speaking of Carlos, I feel like he got a good rap last episode because everyone was like, poor, I don't think everyone was like, poor Carlos, you know, Brittany was kicking him during Uno. He fucking sat on me the other night, Emily. I was telling you before we were recording this, I was asking him how many games we had left. He wouldn't tell me, so I tried to grab his phone and then he threw my phone under the bed and then I was grabbing it and he sat on me. But him sitting on me made me win that round or helped me win that round. So... I think you guys shouldn't be allowed to play Uno anymore. I think it's perfectly normal for the competition to be felt by both parties because we both know that, you know, we're very passionate about winning because winning is important for five seconds and being the winner is important for five seconds. And like that five seconds is very important to both of us, which is something that I really admire about us. Okay. Let's just keep the violence levels low, please. Oh, no. This the, this hasn't happened recently. Well, Rusty actually won the other night, which was a very rare occurrence because Rusty never wins. It's usually between Carlos and I. But I, I, I anticlimatically won last night. So that was, that, was, that was good. That was a good uno. But moral to the story, you're probably right. Maybe going to Las Vegas for the weekend will really be good for me and my mental health and my uno health. Because maybe I'll come out of Vegas sunburned and not obsessed with Uno. I don't like kick anybody at the casino. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not a gambler. I worked at a casino for like 50 years. And like, I the only thing that excites me about going to casinos is like seeing how they view the casino floor because they used to have like numbers on the machines to know like, okay, this is the east side of the casino. This is the west side of the casino. So I always liked going up to the machines and just being like, ooh, how can I tell what area in the casino this is? (laughs) But moral to the story, competition is fun, but sitting on people is not. Okay. Hmm. All right. I mean, like, you can sit. I mean, maybe if you're like trying, like, if if you have to crack your back, like, and someone sits on you, that's probably a good thing. Or like someone like helping you with your muscles. Carlos has been helping me with my muscles because like I've been running up a lot of hills, like Kate Bush style, and. Like I, my muscles are really tight, especially in my calves. Like I get bad, really bad, like Charlie horses, and I hate that. Yeah, I know. I had to order like potassium because I'm already taking magnesium, and I feel like I'm like grabbing like the infinity gauntlet of um, vitamins now because 
getting old fucking sucks because like nothing works like how I was able to play tennis in high school and now I'm not in high school anymore. I'm just reading my diary entries and like my body's like, you're almost 30. It's time to start getting medications or vitamins or else Charlie horses forever. So not fun. Getting old sucks. Yeah, it does. Getting old sucks. Weather sucks. Paying for rent sucks. Mm-hmm. Rent rising sucks. Um, lower gas prices don't suck too much. Um, so, yeah. What else is going on, Emily? I don't know. Is there anything else going on? Oh, we watched more over the Dragon Show. Yes. Speaking of, speaking of people sucking, like pretty much everybody fucking sucks. Otto can suck my dick. He is a terrible person. Dude, that guy fucking sucks. I mean, you kind of like, look, here's, here's how it works. Is either the king has to be evil or the king's hand has to be evil. Like you can't have both of them be semi-decent. Like, obviously, the king's a piece of shit in terms of, hey, let, let my life, wife bleed to death so I can maybe have a son. That guy's a piece. But he's not, like, an evil king in terms of, like, Game of Thrones evil kings. So, therefore, the the, the hand, Otto, has to be a piece of shit. Because that's how these stories work. And it's like they keep slam dunking on each other like i'm gonna do something shitty no i want to do something shittier okay um i want to try to exchange my wife for my son oh well your wife died so i'm gonna give you my daughter oh okay i'm gonna accept like it just it's like we don't need to continue slam dunking on your shitty decisions dude at least he's not marrying the 12 year old who was also his niece. You know, I was watching that and thinking of like, what if five-year-old me had to fucking marry my uncle? Like, that would be so <laughs> shitty. Like, you know, just imagining like me and walking like with my fucking Uncle Bill and being like, I don't have to bed you until I'm fucking 14. Like, that's horrible. Like, what the Dude. fuck? Dude, I, 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 one thing I will say is, thank God they have his reaction there be horrified yeah uncomfortable yeah good for him i mean it's it's hilarious and also incredibly sad but it's a tv show so it's mostly hilarious that he is completely uncomfortable and weirded the fuck out and she is just utterly matter of fact saying all this stuff it uh, uh, this fucking show I'm really enjoying, like, I really enjoyed this episode because, like, there was only, like, oh, just some crabs biting at someone's leg bone. That was, like, really the only, like, super ultraviolet thing that we got this time. Like, no C-sections. No, we're going to kill a bunch of criminals and rip dicks off. No, we're just going to announce that um, my dad's marrying my best friend. That's it. And then my best friend's nervous because she keeps picking at her nails. And then Otto's like, why are you doing that? You need Like, oh, I fucking felt that. Otto was such an asshole the way that he talks to his fucking daughter after he sends her off to fuck the king and bring him hairs. Like, I, 
hate Otto. And the way that he treats Rhaenyra, like, she mentioned something. I mean, she mentioned something during the fucking meeting, and he's like, oh, like, basically, like, don't do that. Or, you know, when she was picking, like, the the bachelors. Well, no, she was picking the knights, but she was basically picking the bachelors. And he was like, I, I don't like him. And I can make my noises forever of the disgust I have for Otto. But fuck that man. Fuck the king. Fuck Otto. Um, Damon's an asshole, but he's not the worst person on the show. Somehow, yeah. I mean, he sucks, but he's, well, he's also more entertaining than the other people who suck. So you get a little bit of a allowance there to suck when you are also entertaining. And that scene with him and Renara when she comes riding in on her dragon, coming after her the egg, was fantastic. They have so much chemistry. It's, like, very intriguing, but also, like, very gross. And yeah. It's well, yeah. It's, look, the actress is like twenty one. She's still a great deal younger than Matt Smith, but yeah, twenty one, whatever. That's fine. But the character's only fifteen, so and also the niece. But obviously, that doesn't matter in this world. So, so that's the weird part is that it's weird to ship someone with their uncle, but also like mm-hmm. knowing they're a Targaryen, just being like, oh yeah, totally fine, because you see the Targaryen family chart. And you see that people marry their fucking siblings. That is disgusting. Yeah. But they do have a ton of chemistry. They have a ton of chemistry. But I'm I'm not okay with fucking the king's cousin-in-law, brother-in-law, like, trying to push his daughter. Ugh. Like, that is... He is terrible too, and now he's trying to like hook up a Damien Damon and being like, Hey, hey man, help me and I'll help you be king. Like, no, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, that guy sucks. He is on the list of people who sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I feel for Rhaenyra. Like, I can't imagine like finally getting to a point with your dad and being able to talk to him again after like the traumatic death of your mother and your brother. And finding out that your best friend is going to marry your father. Your best friend is going to see your dad's dick. Like, I <laughs> I can't imagine that at all. Uh, yeah, it's not okay. I just, I can't imagine. Like, Emily, like, I, I don't think that we could be friends. Like, if, if no. you married my dad, like, that's weird. Yeah, it is. Like, how, how is that, how do you create normalcy afterwards? Like, you were like, oh, like, I'm having relationship problems and be like, yeah, it's my dad. Yeah, my dad's <laughs> like that. Or just like, we can't talk about anything anymore. Like, we can't talk about, like, gossip. Like, oh, like, my, look what my boyfriend did tonight. Well, yeah, your dad did this to me. Tonight. Like, just like, oh, we can't do that. Like, that sucks. No. Like, no. how? how do we move on how do we move forward like that's just so shitty like we've known each other for so many years and like now you're married to my dad like what have these years meant to you for us (laughs) yeah i have a feeling i look no not a just feeling I know this is true i'm not gonna make it to the end of this show because at some point i'm just gonna be done it's gonna get too depressing and i'm gonna be over it but for now, 
I like it. Yeah, just let me know because I have the I have the, all the spoilers. So just let me know when you're ready and I'll send them. I mean, like I I know a lot of what happens. Well, I know a lot I know a lot of what happens in the book. But it'll be interesting. I don't know how much of the show is going to do it, but whatever. Did you read the book or did you just no. like do like a I read the entirety of Damon's character thing on Wiki of Ice and Fire. And that gives you a lot of things about other people too. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. I I did that too. And then I read a couple Reddit things. And Rusty's trying to FaceTime me right now, but I can't. Come on, Rusty. Well, because he wants to play Uno. So now I have to tell him in a little bit, in a little, but I really like this show. I really like the family dynamic and how it's just like one story. I, I love kind of stories like that, just family drama, but kind of sensing like the downfall of the mm. family, knowing that what the Targaryens become. And it's just painful seeing the Targaryens just continuously fucking up. Like, and they just do it all the fucking time. Like, this, the problem could have literally been solved when, like, the king before was just like, hey, my daughter's the oldest, just have her be queen. Like, that's it. Like, so much could have fucking changed for the Targaryen family if they did that. But they'd have to make it fucking difficult and put, like, dicks before everything because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I also just, I I like that there's not, like, 20 different fucking storylines going on. You know, there's a few, and obviously with the crab-feeding dude, there'll be a couple more. But I don't think it'll be as unwieldy as Game of Thrones could be at times. Yeah, I don't know how the crab dude stuff will go. I totally forgot about the crab dudes until I saw the the preview for next week's episode. So, I love crabs, so we'll see how the crab dudes go. Ugh, I just I feel I feel for Rhaenyra, her best friends, married to her dad, and now her half brother is his mom is her best friend and like how do you how do you do like how that sucks yeah not great situation all things considered yeah while all their houses are hanging out doing other things the fucking starks are in winterfell just like hanging out in their fancy coats talking about snow they are the most morose motherfuckers, man. Like, cause every like so many of the other houses will have these these their little house phrases about how cool and powerful they are and how about how much they are awesome. And then the Starks like things are going to start to suck. Don't get too comfortable. Winter's coming. <laughs> yeah, things are going to start to suck. 
They are the Eeyores of Westeros. That's true. But I like this show. I think it's going well. I'm watching She-Hulk too, and that's that's good. It's cute. I was happy to see uh, Tim Roth show up. I like him. I know Carlos's guy is the Hulk, so seeing all the Hulk stuff got him really excited. Like seeing the Hulk in his like big spaceship. Like Carlos is so excited, and I was Aww. excited for him because I, I don't really give two shits. But seeing him care, like that made me care that he was in that big spaceship. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> I I am enjoying the show. I like her so much. Just as an actress, I think she is a lot of fun and awesome. And the special effects aren't as terrible as they had been in the early trailers. They're not good, but they don't rip me out of the show like I feared they would. And I just really liked Tim Roth talking about how he was going to go get paroled and then go live on an island with his seven soulmates that made me laugh a lot i loved when bruce was talking about how they fixed their problems and he's like yeah i was a different person then (laughs) that was good it took me a minute to get that and then when i got it i thought that was very genius of marvel it was cute yeah well we should get more Marvel news in the next like couple weeks too. And I think they're talking about, there's a rumor that uh, Penn Bagley or Bagley or uh, Dan from Gossip Girl is going to be um, Mr. Fantastic. Do it. I'm happy for anybody that doesn't mean I got to watch John Krasinski on the screen. And also Mr. Fantastic is the worst comic book character of all time. Like the biggest piece of shit more than anyone else. And so I, I really don't care who plays him. But I like Penn Badgley. I think he's great in um in you. So I'm all for it. Maybe we can get Blake and like Dan and Serena can be Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. <laughs> if only Blake Mr. was better at acting, but that would be that would be a really Yeah, yeah she's fun. she's not a Sue Storm, but hmm. maybe uh, not Blake. Uh, fucking what's her name? Blair. Uh, Leighton Meester. There we go. I don't think I've, I haven't really seen her do much else. I don't know how good of an actor she is. She was in that country movie with with Tim McGraw and Gwyneth Paltrow. That was really good. I did not see that. I really liked that one. It was inspired by the Britney Spears shit. But I'm worried about Britney Spears. I mean, I I think that a lot of people are worried about Britney Spears, but I'm really worried about Britney Spears. Yeah, I mostly think Britney Spears just people just need to leave her the fuck alone. They didn't listen to Chris Crocker in yeah. 2007, <laughs> and I think that like over 10 years later, they need to listen to Chris Crocker about Britney yeah, Spears. Yeah, like I think genuinely just everybody needs to leave her, leave alone. her the fuck alone. 
Yeah. I mean, good for her and Elton John for that song reaching number one. I still haven't heard it yet. I need to. But I, I love Britney Spears. I, I grew up with Britney Spears. So, yeah. Leave her alone. Yeah. Just, I worry about her. Man, that reminds me like so many people like when she did give me more and the it's Britney bitch. Oh, people would come up to me and be like, say it, say it, say it, Britney, say it like like Bart and the I didn't do it. Like I I felt that for a while. I mean, sometimes I still do. Actually, no, not anymore. I think like in high school was like when like it was the it's Britney bitch prime. But now, now it's just dust in the wind. Like the song by Kansas, if you didn't know. What else is going on? Ryan Johnson, I think, was talking about his involvement with Star Wars. And he was basically saying that, hey, it's still on. I'm going to be sad if I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, so he seems to want to do it, but it's gotta, you know, he's, if you're doing a trilogy, you gotta find a time that works with whatever the fuck Star Wars is doing, and also with his schedule, when he's off making a billion, uh, Knives Out movies. Yeah, and I think he was talking about too, like how proud, how even more proud he is of the Last Jedi now, like versus when it came out, which yeah, I think that's totally valid. I feel like the Last Jedi was the best. Oh, yeah. Star Wars movie to come out in the most recent years. So, yeah. You should be immensely proud of, like, just the stories that he's created, the characters he's created, and how it's shaped fandom. Like, we know who the shitty people are now because of that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they didn't exactly hide it before, but that one brought a whole new level of shitty fucking people yeah at least like because ryan johnson like gave us like the uh the goggles where you can like see like the semen stains on the hotel bed and like there's like a shit ton of semen stains now so we don't (laughs) want to sleep in the bed anymore so thank you ryan johnson for showing me semen I love Ryan Johnson. I do too. I'm very excited for his Knives Out movies and seeing like the cast, like fucking Kate Hudson, I think Ed Norton. Um, God, who else? I I just kept thinking about Kate Hudson because I really like Kate Hudson. I am really excited for that movie. <sighs> Ryan's so good. I, I don't really follow a lot of Star Wars people. Um, I follow John because John has a lot of fucking good movies coming out right now. So yeah. props to fucking John. And Ryan's just so fun. Talk about his little crossword puzzles or like, I don't know. He doesn't talk about a lot of baseball stuff anymore. But he's he's just so wholesome and good. And Yeah, and he's got like a cool, interesting wife. And he makes cool, interesting movies. And I like him. Yeah, I follow him and I follow... Yeah, I follow John, and obviously Pablo, because he's fucking hilarious. 
I don't have the rights to Pablo yet. Oh, that sucks. That's okay. I mean, I I like seeing it through you, so it, it's totally fine. Like, a Pab- hey, I'm, I'm not rushing anything, you know? Like, <laughs> totally, totally fine. But I did think that it was lovely that Pablo is the um, the florist for some of the Star Wars TV shows or movies. So, Oh, my God. That made me so happy. So, for anybody who missed it here, they, uh, the, because the book just came out that has the wedding of... Han and Leia and they released Star Wars Twitter put out a picture of Leia in her wedding dress holding a bouquet and Pablo said that the only the only input he had on this book was asking that her bouquet looks like this bouquet that uh, Sindel's holding in the Ewok movie and just it delights me so much that people are always accusing him of like secretly running Star Wars and ruining everything as if he's some, you know, puppet master shadow figure. And instead he's just saying things to the effect of, Hey, can her, can her flowers be like the flowers that the Ewoks had? Because he likes the Ewoks. Bless that man. Can Pablo, like, plan the floral arrangements for, like, our wedding? Yours and mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't think I've announced <laughs> yet, but Emily and I have decided to get married. Like, this is completely separate from the wedding that I'm anticipating from Carlos one day mm-hmm. like this is like a whole like oh, separate yeah. wedding because yeah. like the yeah. first wedding that like we planned for Emily like did not go well <laughs> so <laughs> we're planning a new one that's gonna turn out very better yeah but... yeah you know what I think you don't get to choose who I marry anymore I think that's the that's the takeaway there well, to be fair, I did help get the ball going or rolling on not a wedding, but a very a very important event. I mean, I would call it like the event of the century, but that's just me. Okay. Okay, you can take some credit for for that. The that's event fine. of the century. <laughs> the E is capitalized and then it's like elongated. It's like it cuz it's like it, it goes all the way to, like, the end of, like, century. Like, that's how big the E is because, like, that's okay. how important it is. Okay. You know, your, your listeners have no idea what the fuck we're talking about right now, right? We're just talking about great events that have been going on in Emily's <laughs> life because of me. Because I love okay. taking credit for things that, like, don't really... Like, I love putting involving myself in things that don't involve me because... It makes the world go round. It's. Yeah. No, to be fair, in this particular case, if you had not involved yourself, it, things might not have happened because the other people involved were not picking up what I was laying down. Yeah. And sometimes, like, you just need someone to, like, literally get in your face and ask, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I you did that to Carlos. And that's true. That, that's true. We've both done that now. Yeah. Like Aww. we both succeeded on our <laughs> missions. 
And we reached reached climax, Emily, both of us. And I literally, my words to Carlos were, what are you doing? Bless him. Bless him. I know he's been making appearances before the podcast, either flashing Emily with his nipples or sharing weird stories. Like, they're delightful. But. <sighs> Carlos is a good boy. I approve of him. Thank you. I I approve of him, too, most of the time. And I, I approve of of life decisions of yours too (laughs) okay yeah i i approve of the man on your arm the man wrapped (laughs) around you technically i mean he's like he's around you so like i approve of that man i mean he's not here physically because like he's on your arm but i approve of him okay like figuratively and the man on your arm like, am I talking about multiple people? Like, I don't know. But I, I just approve. Yes, I'm I'm dating Peter Cushing. Oh, thank God we can actually say it on the yeah. podcast now. Because, like, I've been, like, tiptoeing around this for, like, fucking months. And, like, I can't keep a secret. I mean, I can keep a secret. If it's, like, a really good secret, like, I can fucking keep it. Like, bury me in the ground with a secret. I'll fucking do it. But... I'm so happy that we can reveal to our audience now that Emily is dating Peter because this has been something that's been like blossoming like a beautiful flower for like a while now. So I'm so thrilled that we can like openly discuss this because I think this is like one of the best things that's happened to Emily in like a really long time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very happy with him. I'm happy that you're happy and I, I know our listeners are, are happy too for the um, the coming together of like you and Peter because like he's not mm-hmm. my dad so like I don't have to worry about like you like dating my dad like you're just dating Peter which is like mm-hmm. equally I mean like I love my dad but like I love Peter too like not like the comparing to my dad but I I, I approve of Peter. I think Peter's like a cool fucking dude. I mean, he was great. I love his fucking slippers in Star Wars. He's, Excellent slippers. He's really good at, you know, being a bad guy on the Death Star. Like, that's everything and more that you could ever want. Like, we're ticking all of the boxes here. <sighs> yeah. Just a nice, kind British dude. I know there's a song that Taylor Swift sings. It's called London Boy. And I know that Peter's not from London, but like I think of you sometimes because I'm like, oh yeah, because like Peter's like British. So I'm like, that's her London boy. Aw. Yeah. Well, she has a new album coming out. When? October? Oh my God. Yeah. October 13th. Actually, no, probably not 13th, but there's 13 tracks because 13 is her lucky number. She came to the fucking VMAs 13 years later after the shitty incident that happened. Fucking Midnight's is coming. I'm so excited. And I'm trying to figure out what, yeah, October 21st. I, I can't believe it. I didn't think that we were going to get another album this soon. And especially something like talking about, 
sleepless nights in her life. Like we're going to go like back to like the Carly Kloss days or like the days when like she was first like becoming big and everything. Like we're going to get so much tea. And even if it's not tea, like it, it could be like her writing fake stories like she did in Folklore and Evermore. Like I loved that shit so much. Like I prefer that shit more than me. And I love Taylor Swift's albums. Like I love my future children, but Lover wasn't my favorite because, I mean, I don't feel rainbows and butterflies and unicorns all the time. And that literally, like, was the album. I mean, totally cool for Taylor to go in that era. But I loved Folklore and Evermore so much. That, like, raw, folky, informational, descriptive era. Very powerful. I love her. I can't wait for this album. I was so happy to see her at the VMAs and winning all the awards that she deservedly won and and just all that she's providing like for us cuz like we we don't fucking deserve it. Like she's she's so good at what she does. Like I'm so excited. I'm excited for her other uh, Taylor's version albums too whenever those decide to come out and she can take her time I think she's waiting on lawsuits or etc cetera, etc cetera, but I can I can listen to old episodes I mean Blue Harvest has like over like 300 episodes like I can go back to episode one if I fucking need to like I'll do it I, I maybe I should do that I should go back to like the very beginning of like Cause and Will like like I did like with the Sith list like I should do that mm-hmm. that'd be fun but then like I don't want to accidentally fall in love with Haas or Will because that'd be weird. Like, what would Carlos think? I don't know. I mean, I think I think you could all be very happy together. Oh, definitely. Because like Haas and Will are like delightful like humans, and then we still need to figure out a name for Haas's theme park with animals. Because like after like some thinking, like I think that if we kind of make like a soundproof area for the roller coaster, so like animals don't get fucking freaked out, I think that we can make it so that it's a zoo and a theme park. Okay. Hmm. Okay. We'll yeah. come up with something. Yeah, and then, like, every day, like, there's going to be parades. Like, there's going to be, like, one at 11, like, one at 3.30, and then they're going to use, like, Stone Cobra music, and then there's going to be, like, floats, like, coming out of, like, there's, like, Ian the Armadillo, and, you know, there's other, like, characters, like, like there's, there's a lot I mean, that yeah. we can do with this theme park. Obviously, there's got to be a raccoon character. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be like a cool ass raccoon who maybe has like a top hat and a monocle. Yeah, then we need to get like a Walter like so people can get pictures of Walter White. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Like there could be like like so it's very rare for you to get pictures with the seven dwarves at Disney because like they're never they're only there for like big holiday events like the Christmas or Halloween party. I know this because I got a picture with them. It's like my treasured like Disney. It's also my best taken Disney parks photo. So like I'm very proud of it. Um, maybe there's like this special like like all of Haas's animals. Like you could get yeah. like pictures with them. Like that's like the the seven yeah, with dwarves. Walter and Dharma and yeah okay I yeah. Like that. So you know I have. You'll have you'll have theme parks that obviously have tie-ins with media things like Disney has Star Wars and Marvel, and 
Universal has whatever the fuck they have. Despicable but, me, yeah. Yeah. Blue Harvest Land, whatever the Haws Land, whatever we end up calling it, has to have Ghost. Maybe there every year, you know, like how Universal does their like their Halloween horror nights. Like maybe every Halloween they could be like something like Lost themed. Oh, that'd be cool. Or like a Lost like area, so like you're on the beach, and then like. That's the perfect place you can put, like, the flamingos there. So, like, the flamingos on the lost beach or something. Or just, like, different, like, animals. Like, a more, like... obviously, that's where the polar bear goes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll do that. Yeah. There'll be, like, you can... There'll be, like, a little ride where you can ride the Dharma submarines. Yeah. Well, there'll be some sort of crazy plane crash ride. There needs to be like some like cool like psychedelic ride, like not something like the teacups, but maybe something like like Alice in Wonderland's Adventure, where like riding the caterpillar. Like maybe you can be like riding the armadillo or something, and you like you go on this like psychedelic like journey. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, plans are coming together. Or it could be like the Kia D uh, journey or something. I don't know. And then, um, so at California Adventure, they have this little thing where like you can like ask crush questions. We should give like King Tom the opportunity so like people can ask King Tom questions. Because <laughs> I feel like King yeah. Tom's like always asking questions and I feel like we need to like return the favor to King Tom. Okay. Like, so he can just, yeah, I just like the idea that he just is apparently, like, one of the attractions at this theme park, just like Ian the Armadillo. Yeah, but then, like, we need Johnny Grasso to be there, because, like, people need to get their pictures with Johnny Grasso. But we need to have, like, Johnny Grasso, like, as, like, a character or something. We can have him, like, as a Top Gun character or as Captain America. No, no, no. I like the idea that somebody else is walking around as Johnny Grasso. Because, <laughs> so- you know, it's not, it's not, like, actually fucking Ray daisy ridley walking around disney world so you need a walk around person pretending to be johnny grasso oh my gosh like you just just, you just the audition is just that you have to say yo the right way and buddy (laughs) haas buddy buddy. haas buddy Okay, yeah, I really I like that way more than my idea. Yeah, that we need someone like to be Johnny Grasso, like mm-hmm. just getting your picture with like a fake Johnny Grasso, like how we're at Celebration, we saw the fake Dallas, like we need a fake Johnny Grasso. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then we need like a Will's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Will can do a restaurant, and then you know he has like a special like like dinner where you know it's a, like a one-on-one dinner with will and he talks about how he made everything and he kind of gives you like the recipe and yeah, like you get an in-person cooking with will yeah in-person cooking with will this is good and then okay you know there's there's like a part two where you know it ends with dessert and then you get to play talk about video games with haas or something because he does the high potion podcast yeah okay yeah. yeah we so there needs to be there needs to be a high potion uh, land at the park as well 
Oh, yeah. I know. I can already imagine, like, the color scheme for that. Like, I see a lot of, like, greens, trees. Like, I, I imagine something like like you would kind of see it in, like, Lord of the Rings, but, like, cool. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. Haas, just, like, let us know what you think. And we'll we'll put it together for you. I don't know how we'll put it together, but I think with like what we have so far is like pretty good for the yeah. table. We'll get some we'll get some investors lined up. Yeah. I mean, we have our celebrity artist Chris Hall too, and he can help like with the layout of the park yes. too. Yes. All right. Yeah. This is good. And he can work on the logo and everything. Yeah, we need a name too. Because I mean yeah, like we do need a name. I'm trying to think of like a catchphrase or something like Haas says. Like we can't name the park. Sheesh. <laughs> that could be the that could be the, the like the tagline. Yeah, that'd be a instead of like the happiest place on earth or whatever. Sheesh. I like that better. Okay. Well, I I think Hazatopia. Hazatopia. That's that's good. That's just a placeholder. We'll come up with something else. Yeah. I know if I think of something, I'll I'll shoot you a message or okay. it'll be one of those things where like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I have the name. Awesome. But okay. Good. I'm I think we should end it here because I feel like we've reached like the pinnacle of mm-hmm. of the episode right here, thinking about different names of theme parks of rides attractions the johnny grasso experience i think is my favorite part of this theme park right now yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i need a picture of johnny grasso with the johnny grasso impersonator oh absolutely can someone cosplay as johnny grasso at the next celebration (laughs) like just so that i can like get a feel of like how it's going to be in person who's willing to do that let me know. Ask Cargos. I don't know. I I don't think that Carlos is ready for the yo yet. Like I, I think that the yo is an acquired taste. And I'm I'm not sure if Carlos will like doing that every second of the day. Okay. We'll find somebody. Okay. Well, Emily, I, I think that, that ends our weekly star wars discussions yeah yeah very in-depth very star wars very very star wars and so now emily where can we find you and the podcast on social media i am on twitter and instagram at eflind the show is at cantabite pod you can send us email cantabite pod at gmail.com maybe then we'll actually i don't know talk about star wars or some shit if you have star wars questions uh Brittany, where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram as canto brit sweet yeah thank you everyone for listening please let us know if you have any ideas for the theme park I would really appreciate it knowing my love for theme parks and planning and et cetera, et cetera. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.
Bye.